0: You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of StillBeingMolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world, not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now, here's Molly to the Business with Purpose podcast. I am your host Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com and we are on episode 2
1: of number the Business two.
0: Number 2 <laughs> uh, of the <laughs> Business with Purpose podcast. You guys, my guest today, this is going to be a fun show. Like I already know it's going to be a fun show because we've been doing bits like before I even started recording. So, it's cool. Anyway, so if you're just tuning into the Business with Purpose podcast, this podcast is all about entrepreneurship and business, but showing people that, you know, I think there's a misconception in the world that like in order to do good in this world, in order to create a positive experience or a positive impact on society, you have to like, you know, do it in mission work or like, Mm -hmm. you know, donate money to Mm -hmm. charities. And like, you can't do that in your professional life, Mm -hmm. which is like. Wrong. You can totally make a right. huge impact in this world. And so for the people that are really passionate about entrepreneurship and business, we're going to talk about you know ways that you can do that in your professional life. But then for those of you who maybe don't run your own business and you're just looking more to make an impact with your retail dollars or your purchasing power... I'm going to be introducing you guys to different businesses that you can be supporting that are making a a really positive impact on this world. So my guest today is none other than M. Sexton from The Flourish Market. Now...
1: Woo-woo. i feel like maybe you should play some applause there know. you know for that just so i don't feel as awkward sitting behind this microphone but thank you for the lovely introduction yeah so em, for if you
0: guys have uh been a reader of my blog for any amount of time you probably have heard me talk about m and the flourish market m is not only a dear friend uh, but she's also a photographer she's amazing behind the camera and she runs the flourish market which is a fair trade fashion or if not fair trade ethical we call it ethical because fair trade has like a lot of like connotations With it and like regulations and like rules and government stuff, but it's an ethical fashion truck
1: (laughs) and online boutique. Oh, I love how you post that! Yeah, so anyone listening totally can find us even online if they're not in the Raleigh, Durham area where (laughs) we happen to live. That's right. So, for those of you maybe that are new
0: to this podcast and you don't know, M, so M, like I said, is just truly, I mean, she's one of my favorite people of all time. Like, I probably, if I I had to, like, rank, like, top ten people. okay, where would I
1: fall? I I don't know. Like, by
0: John? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, my husband. Would I be above Lily? My my husband, my kids, (laughs) and M. Sexton. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um, Emily, so what I like to have my guests do is give our listeners what I call the M101. Oh, okay. So, you know, what have you done in your life like yeah. where did you start where did you kind of go yeah. and
1: what all have you done that sort of led you to where you are today to to start the flourish market sure Ooh, I love that question I think that a lot of people listening maybe we have some things in common so I grew up in a small town in North Carolina I went to college I had never really traveled that much even within the U.S. and in um college got the opportunity, a scholarship to study abroad, so why not take your first flight ever to the Philippines? I mean, that seems pretty standard, and so I did, and um, got the chance to travel in several different countries and study abroad in college, Um, and so it was really on a trip to Honduras my senior year that um, I got to experience, um, pretty intense poverty and I just saw, um, the importance of, um, opportunities to work Uh, people really wanted to work and earn an income and there wasn't that opportunity and so that really stuck with me and so um, I majored in well this is funny I originally went to college for dance Uh, I actually thought I was
0: originally a musical theater major
1: life so funny Um, and I really legitimately thought I was going to be a backup dancer for Britney Spears and um, (laughs) like this was my like one goal in life and I got hurt a month into school, um thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: you would be really thank good back at the. you
1: really. <sighs> gosh, well, there's still time. She's making, she's made a comeback. So, you know, Um, next career. Uh, So anyways, got (laughs) her in college and was like, what do I even major in? I've only known dance. And I feel like, you know, we always come to these crossroads in life, right? And so I went to the career center and they were like, well, our two biggest majors, I went to Elon University. Our two biggest majors are business and communications. They were like, communications, you have to write a lot. Business, you have to, you can talk a lot. And I was like, business. (laughs) So I majored in international business with concentrations in marketing and sales. And for a small town girl that was a pretty big major. Yeah. Uh, pretty big pants to put on. And I felt really overwhelmed the whole time. And I felt like everyone knew what was going on in the world. Everyone was so much well traveled than me and um, you know, really had to learn like, okay, to understand my value and to um really claim that. Yeah. And so um I, right out of college, got a job with a Swiss investment bank. <laughs> so from Britney Spears to, <laughs> to a, that, to that Swiss happened. investment um, bank. Yeah, so pretty <laughs> random and funny. But I started as a recruiter and then got the opportunity over the next seven years to live and work all over the world. And so one of my favorites was living in London for a couple of years. And during that time, I was doing communications, PR, change management, sales types of roles and loved it. And I love, love, loved the team I got to work with and, um, because that lifestyle at the time working for investment bank, I made an okay amount of money. Um, I had the funds to, to travel a lot. And so I spent a lot of my vacation time into the developing world where just my heart was. And yeah. I realized that the skill sets I was learning in my day job really could translate to winning people over to give their dollars and their support to nonprofits and social enterprises. And I really just fell in love with that. That same time I was doing, um, uh, during my vacation, I was spending time doing photo and video work for these social on, um, social enterprises and these nonprofits because I'd also studied photography yeah. in um, college as well. And so just really fell into that. And um, at some point realized I can make that a career. And I felt really drawn to that. And so I quit my job a few years back as a vice president for an investment bank. And i um, literally just went for it full time and by went for I mean um I was doing um photo and video work full time yeah. um so I have the privilege of taking your beautiful blog photos yeah. Molly doing stuff like that and really the core of my business is really elevating the worth of women here at home through photos but also abroad and so that leads us to where we are today so yeah. it was my 30th birthday last July and um I sat around a table and I told my friends I had this crazy idea. I said, hey, you guys keep placing orders every time I go to Guatemala or wherever I'm going. You're like, bring me back a purse, bring me back some shoes. And I'm like, let's just legitimize this. I saw on Pinterest there's these things called fashion trucks. And so Chris and I are going to build one and we're totally going to launch in a few months. And (laughs) I would say that... I would have said they looked at me like I was crazy but they my friends definitely know we're all, always crazy. And so um I said it and they knew we were going to make it happen. Yeah. And we yeah, so we to now we partner with about 40 different brands that are all about um providing dignified jobs um and fair wages to artisan groups seamstresses all across the world. And um it's a mix of social enterprises and nonprofits yeah. that we buy from and we're just like any other boutique except when people walk into our little fashion truck on wheels, they are like they start to read the cards and they're like, oh wow, there's you know, this is a bit of more of a purposeful purchase. So yeah. Yeah. And M-101. there's a story. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> and there's a story behind every product.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And absolutely.
0: I think that's something that people don't really understand. Is that like even if you shop at Target, even if you shop at Old Navy, there's Someone's a story. made
1: your item that you bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: some like yeah. somebody, somebody made that. There's a story. Yes. There's a name behind it, but mm-hmm. a lot of times that story is not positive,
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: that that person wasn't necessarily in a safe working environment. Right, they might That's not so have true. been of age. Yeah, to make so it, true. and and p- and people just are not aware right. of that. And I think you create such a positive platform mm. for people to I mean
1: you're one th- the truck is adorable I mean adorable. some it's of my ad- really awesome friends designed it I was just gonna buy some like plank board from from Lowe's and spray paint it white and hang earrings and, like, and they were lap. like oh oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> no like no so they like came forward and volunteered their time to design it but I love what you said all what you just said Molly and we really do try to be a positive for force because here's the thing a factory collapsed a few years ago. That's when, um, yeah. you know, socially conscious purchases got on my radar. And um, I remember it happened in Bangladesh. Um, people probably remember that. Um, and was I. In April of 2014, 13, <laughs> 13 or 2012, I want to say. I can't remember. Yeah. The, it was a few years ago. And I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I kind of knew there were sweatshops. Yeah. <laughs> but in for a week, it really got to me. And I remembered uh, a couple weeks before that I had bought a bracelet to fund um, cancer research. And I looked at the tag and realized, well, that was made in China. So while at the same time I was using my dollars to vote for cancer research, I was also using my dollars to fund a sweatshop. And that like really stuck with me. And I thought, gosh, like, how do I get people on board? And what I realized is that um, I actually went back to places I was shopping that I knew Things remain in sweatshops and it didn't have that big of an impact on me a week later. And so I was like, man, that's so gross of my heart, you know, to um, not care that much that it just impacts me for a week. And so I thought, hmm. And so with the Flourish Market, it's so funny. It's not funny, but it's really funny. When we started it, (laughs) um, my friends, I would just, as I normally do, say, oh, my God, I love that dress. Where'd you get it? And their head would drop and they would be like, you know. Navy and, and and it was like this shame and I didn't get it and I was like oh my gosh no I'm not like shaming you yeah. and um, I finally understood I went to a party this past Christmas and I was talking to some girl and her husband came up and she introduced me and he he was a she's like I'm like, oh, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm a therapist. And my first thought was, hide your crazy, Emily. Hide (laughs) your crazy. And then I realized that's what people do around me. They feel like this sense of like, oh, you must have it all together. You must never buy anything that wasn't made by someone you've actually met. And that's not true. What we want to do, you know, with the Flourish Market is provide a really awesome, positive shopping experience that people can step into and say, oh, gosh, I do love your clothes. I do love the jewelry that you're, you're, um, you know. Um, putting together into um, your fashion truck and online and I find that as people do that and step into that story they start buying less of things that may not have the greatest story attached to them they start naturally buying more yes of things that have a positive story attached at the other end of the purchase
0: yeah and I think you know we live in this like culture that just for the last 30 years has been moving towards this like you know the the cliche the fast fashion world where everything is like fashion is disposable and trends are just disposable Mm -hmm. and so people think that like you have to go to old navy and spend four dollars on a shirt that like is gonna last you maybe a season
1: gotta have that fringe vest
0: yeah you gotta have that fringe (laughs) vest yeah (laughs) like everybody's gotta have that fringe vest bubble 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 necklaces (laughs) Who remembers the eBay bubble necklace? Come on. You know, you all had one. Um, But yeah, I mean, like seriously, you know, it's so disposable. Mm. But I think that there is becoming this shift towards minimalism where like minimalism is becoming like a thing now. And people are like,
1: purge all the things. I think people really want to care about what they do have and not like have... A closet full of a ton of stuff that they can't see all of their options, but really nail it down and really feel good about and feel good in Yes, the items they're wearing.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also changing a mindset, too, mm-hmm. where, like, I I mean, I, we've all been there. I mean, I have shared this story very openly on my blog of, like, when I was in a lot of debt and I was getting out of debt. And, you know, I spent years when I was working to get out of debt, like, spending no money mm-hmm. or, like, you know, I would sell my my things to Plato's Closet in order to be able to afford to buy new stuff. But there was a time where it was like, and in a lot of ways, there still is this like sense of pride that people have when you're like, oh, I like that shirt. where would you got it? Like, I got it at Old Navy. It was three bucks. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. or like, oh, I got it at Target. It was 99 cents. Like, or, or like, oh, yeah, I went to the mall. They paid me to wear it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's like a sense of pride that people yeah. have for like spending nothing on clothes. Mm-hmm. And and i want the mindset to shift of like not like putting people down and not being like a negative nancy be like you suck because you're wearing that shirt like that's not that's not what it's about but it's about realizing like yeah you might have paid 4 dollars for that shirt but like somebody else paid for it yeah and not necessarily in a great way so like i feel like now being able to be like oh, I love that shirt. would you get? I'm like, oh, I got it from the flourish market. Like this shirt Mm -hmm. was ethically made in Uganda and it has like, look at the beautiful print. It's so unique. And look, the tag has the signature of the woman that made it. I mean, talk a little bit about that and sort of like, you know, what goes into the brands that you choose? Like why do
1: you choose to carry a certain brand? Yeah. I love that question. So first I'll start by saying, um, yeah, guilt can move people to make a better decision, maybe for a few days or a week, maybe a few months. But I find it so much more compelling to vi- invite them into a really positive story. Right. Um. So yeah. Oh, I gosh, I could tell you about every single brand we carry. I, maybe I'll highlight two. Um, I would love that. Um, yells. wouldn't you love that? A lot okay. <laughs> One of my favorite brands that we carry is called Elegant Tees, And yes. um, Katie is the owner. We both love Katie, Molly yes. and I. Um, you, will, Elegant Tees is amazing. I mean, if you're listening to this, you love Katie. Just know that. Um, and she um, went to dis- design school in New York City, worked within the fashion industry, kind of saw what's on the back end of the purchase and said, hmm, there's got to be something more here. Yeah. Um, and so she actually partners with a nonprofit in Nepal. Um, and they, um, rescue women, um, from the border, um, from being trafficked, um, for sex trafficking, obviously against their will. They go through an amazing counseling program through this nonprofit. And then, um, some of the women, if they express interest, um, in being a seamstress and learning that trade are placed into a sewing program to learn to sew and then, um, to make these beautiful garments So. People literally come into the truck asking for Elegant Teas. They're I like, do, what do you have new from Elegant Teas? Because here's the thing. We never want you to buy out of guilt. None of these artisans or seamstresses want you to buy out of guilt. They want you to buy because you love what they've right. made. Like, They're savvy huge, business owners. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the things I always tell people is, You know, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, well, I'm doing good with my purchase or I'm giving back. And when they say it, I can tell there's this like sense of, um, a ranking system that Mm -hmm. we kind of are up here and maybe the people we're quote helping with our purchases are somehow below us and i always take that opportunity to educate and elevate our groups that we work with and the people on the other end of the purchase because i can tell you i went to business school i've done so many business trainings i've had great business mentors the best things i've learned about being a business owner have come from the artisans um, and leaders i have met in the developing nation um because They are way more savvy than us. They um, have so many more things that come against them that they have to work through. And they're just so centered on their mission and they're not looking to build their own kingdoms. They're looking to welcome other people into having a job opportunity in their town. They're not looking to, you know, just build build things for themselves. So it's really beautiful. So, yes. So, okay. So that was Elegant Tees. I I love them. And then I um, also let me say this about Elegant Tees. Yeah, give them a shout out. I mean,
0: their clothing is. They're great basics. Yes, they're at an affordable price point, and
1: their materials, the fabrics they use, are so soft. Yeah, you know what? And can we? Can I just get an amen in your car, at your desk, wherever you're listening right now? They actually make cuts for women. Amen. Preach. (laughs) Preach. Preach. Throw your hands up. Are you saying emoji? Um, that is what my customers love. I think there's a lot of boutiques and online boutiques out there targeting um. You know, college students, early 20s. And that's so great if you're in that group and listening. I will say, though, girls, if you're a little bit older, your mom, too, your whatever age, Elegant Teas is for everyone and their cuts are beautiful and you. Gosh, yeah. I could go on and on. So that's our fave clothing brand. We don't have favorites, but I have a favorite. Um, And, um, okay, and so then one jewelry group I'll share about. Oh, there's so many. But um, I really love a group that we partner with out of Kenya. Um, They are called Sasa Designs by the Deaf, and they are so on point with – they have these amazing studs that we carry and just really awesome earrings and some wrap bracelets and some necklaces. And they – I love them especially because, well, not only their stuff's on point and people, like, love it. The price point's good. But they also are working with, like – people with scarlet letters on their he- on their yeah. heads in Kenya. And so, you know, people uh, locally think they've been cursed or they've done something bad to deserve being deaf. And so what I love is that any video I get from them or pictures, they're all working in community together and it. signing. And sometimes i will send messages, like signing messages. We were just interviewed by a reporter her local news station and they sent her this really sweet message like enjoy your earrings Anna and you know we were both crying it's so beautiful and that there are you know flourishing in a world that is against them but we are showing them that we're for them yeah it's
0: you know uh, for those of you that don't know, I have actually spent some time in time Kenya, Kenya yeah. and um, one of the villages, that, or the village, not the many villages, <laughs> but one, of the, pretty much the village that I've spent the most time in is this little village called Kiria, which is like in the Aberdare Mountain Range, and there was there's a girl there who. I mean, I've, every time I've been back, I've just—it's been amazing to watch her grow. Um, but I just really connected with her. Her name is Lydia, and she is deaf. And um, I always remember Aww. her because she—I um, mean, I remember her for a lot of reasons. But she also really stuck out to me because every time I've been to Kenya, it's their winter, and so there, it's like—I mean, it's their winter is like you know sixty <laughs> degrees, and they're like, "Boo, it's so cold!" Like, like that's not. And actually they wear toboggans, yeah. <laughs> well, and she always wears an Obama toboggan. Like, I'm always like, I'm always <laughs> like, it's amazing. I no, I just think it's hilarious that she wears a, an Obama toboggan, mm-hmm. but she is deaf. And I, when I used to teach high school, I had a deaf student, so I know a mm-hmm. little bit of mm-hmm. sign language. It's very minimal, um, but there has been this shift in their community of, because you know, a lot of times, like you were saying, like they, in these communities, especially in um, countries like Kenya, like if you have, if you are deaf or something like that, yeah, it's like you have this mark mm-hmm. on you, and people think that, like, oh, you know, you're you know stay away yeah. because you're cursed or something yeah. like that yeah. um but there are some women there that have been working with Lydia and showing her that like she can go to school she yeah. can do it and so she's been learning sign language and I remember going there and introducing myself and saying to her in sign language like hi my name is Molly nice to meet you what's your name mm-hmm. and she just immediately started crying because like yeah. there's such a small community there um but you know and I remember when we left and i was talking to her and she by the time we left like she was telling me of what she wanted to be when she grew up and i love hearing those stories mm-hmm. of these artisan groups and i just like think of lydia cuz i think of like it's it's showing her and showing these people that like they are. They are smart. They
1: are savvy, and Speaking they are that
0: truth over them. Right, We've all
1: needed that at some point in our lives. All of us. Yeah. Doesn't matter Absolutely. where we live. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Lord knows I've needed some truth <laughs> spoken over me in my life, and
1: I mean, we're women. We love words of affirmation. Men do true. too. We're human. Basically, is what I should say.
0: It's true. It's yeah. true. Um, and so I think that's just – I think that is such a powerful thing, and I yeah, love that when, when somebody shops with you and shops with the Flourish Market, like, they know that the purchase that they're making is
1: making an impact. Well, and, it's, and I always tell my customers, it's telling the person on the other end of the purchase that you see them and yes. they're worth it. And yes. I also tell – you know, when people, I know when we were talking about your podcast, Molly, you want people, you said at the beginning when you're introducing it to kind of, um, you know, if they're interested in doing something purposeful with their business, um, you know, phrasing it, giving back or whatever you want to call it. Um, I find that when you encourage the worth of someone else, yeah, you find your own. Yes. And because here's the thing, we all devalue ourselves and I've, I've found that as encouraging the worth of the artisan groups that we're working with, um, you know, that kind of identity crisis I was having in college and I wasn't owning my gifts, you know, I'm here, I am surrounded by all these people. A lot of them, their parents worked on wall street in New York city, they've traveled the world. And I was like, who am I to fit in here? And you know, who am I not to, and we're called to such huge things and we really need to step into that. And people get nervous about owning their worth. And so I always tell people. You know what? One way to help with that, encourage your friends, speak truth over them.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, because we're in a, we don't do that a lot. Yeah. Um, I find in general in this day and age. And so I think one of the best ways to encourage yourself and build that um, confidence in yourself is really lavishing people with truthful words over them and speaking truth over their lives and their gifts. And you know what? I think it'll come back to you and they'll be able to identify those things in you as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I just, oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about this, because this is a question I get a lot. Because oh, is it a hard question? No, it's not a I'm really nervous. nervous. No, okay, let me ne-
1: take a sip of my tea. Okay, I need don't to prepare. Okay,
0: questions. Um One of the questions I get, because I write a lot about... Yeah ethical fashion and ethical um, manufacturing and thing like things like that, mm. um, I think there's sort of this misconception, and I want you to talk a little bit about it as well. Um, there's this misconception that, like, if you don't buy something that's made in the U.S. Mm-hmm. or certified fair trade, mm-hmm. that it's, like, bad. That, like, yeah. made in China is this, like, yeah. is this... It's almost like a, I don't know, like an like a four Stigma. letter word. Yeah, in, yeah. In the like ethical fashion yeah. industry, like, oh, if it's made in China, like, don't touch mm-hmm, it. Like, that's not mm-hmm. actually the case at all. Yeah. Um, what you know? What do you sort of say to people other than obviously shopping at the flourish market and knowing your purchases? <laughs> like, what do you yeah. wh- what do you say to people as people are trying to start looking into buying yes. ethically? Like, yeah. what are some of the things that they can do, and and mm-hmm. how do you know when made in China isn't a bad thing?
1: Ooh, this is a, such a loaded question. And I will start by saying when I don't feel fully qualified to answer, I'm going to do my best to answer this. Um, I can think of just so many people that could really kill this question, but I'm going to say first off as well. I love that people are asking this question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it all the time and I love that this conversation is starting and people want to take that next step. So, um, yeah, so I guess talking about the made in China, um, we carry several brands that are made in China. And one that I would point people to that you can read a lot more on their website is called threads for thought. So whole foods also carries them. We love working with them. Um, They actually own their own factories in China um, because one of the things, at least it's been communicated to me um, by several of the companies we partner with is that even if um, something is quote certified fair trade in China, Um, the living wage there and the wage that the country demands is pretty low. And so um, I love they own their own factories. They're very transparent and you can read more on their website. And so I guess my biggest thing I would tell people is um, do your homework. And um, I always encourage people, which is probably so annoying to brands, but um, to email their customer service and ask, hey, where are your things made? Um, I'd love to know if your people um, that are working in your factories receive fair wages can you speak to um can you speak to your manufacturing standards because here's the thing one you may not hear back two yeah. if you do it could be a shady answer and you know kind of use your judgment. Kinda, yeah kind of use your judgment there we're smart people right we can read through things but here's the biggest thing about reaching out and asking the buying power is in our hands. It's not the comp- – people are like, oh, gosh, and blame companies, and they're like, oh, I can't believe, for example, H&M gets a lot of heat for their ma- like bad manufacturing um, standards, Forever 21, and I'm like – have you shopped there recently? Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of people have. And so you're starting the conversation with them. You're showing that as a consumer, you care. And so I'm always like email companies and ask. There are several that that's how I started getting to know them. And now I obviously take a lot more steps because my brand is on the line. If I somehow pick up some company that is somehow secretly working, you know, children in sweatshops. Right. Um, So I'm more of doing Skype interviews. I'm asking Trusted contacts within the industry. I'm looking at a lot of things that they have to file publicly um, as someone who's going to buy, but really email, ask the questions, yeah. ask even if you want to on Facebook, comment on one of their Facebook posts yep. so other people see it and start to think the same way too.
0: And the more that people ask and the more that people email, the power's in our hands as yes, the buyers. Yes, yes. And I think. And it's been eye-opening for me, too, because I've emailed a couple of my longtime favorite brands, and I'm not going to say who they are, but I've emailed some of them, and I a couple of them I have not heard back. And it's been like yeah. giving me the sads because I'm just like, just, just reply. Just reply. <laughs> just reply. Even if you like, I just want to hear back. Or like I'll, you know, I'll ask them on social media and then I get some like canned response. And I'm like, And
1: they ah. delete your comment. And then they delete my <laughs>
0: comment and I'm like, okay. and like I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. Like no. I just, I just genuinely yeah. want to know. But I think that the more that we as consumers you know, we step outside and we just say, be like, hey, what's up? Can you tell me about your, uh, your manufacturing, you know? And again, like, I get it. Like, I, I I get that, you know, especially when you have a company that maybe has very large-scale manufacturing, like, the fact is, is that I, I, I'm American. I'm a red-blooded American. <laughs> like, I love America. But as a country, like, in general, we are not... In a lot of ways, we still have a long ways to go mm. to to have the infrastructure and the support to have large scale manufacturing, yeah. um, and that's a political thing for another day, probably. Ooh. But ooh,
1: let's politics. get into it. Let's get into it. No. But <laughs>
0: but it's but it's true. Like yeah. it's it's hard for companies to keep up with the demand, mm-hmm. and so it's. I'll say this: it's hard. Yeah.
1: It can. But be done. by hearing our voices, yes. they're going to realize. Yes. One, it's worth it, and two. They they need to adjust their ways, yeah. Um, yeah. If they want us to keep buying, and so true. every voice, it's such a small conversation right now that like every voice is worth it. Like, and it, every voice will always be worth it. But our voices are really loud right now because yeah. we're at the beginning of this journey, right, and getting this on people's radars and consumers' radar because that's where the power is. And when they start hearing from consumers, they're really they've really got to think about it a little harder and be like, oh gosh. Yeah. This is a thing. Yeah. Is, people actually care.
0: So. Well, it's you know, and it's it's interesting. And one in my episode with April from Be Pure Beauty, I, we were talking about how like five years ago you didn't see as much of the like sort of the organic GMO yes. food movement, yeah, and like now that's really big. And so yeah. all of a sudden, you know, like big companies like Chipotle are coming out and being like, "We're not going to have GMOs in our food," yeah. and that's like shaking up the food industry Mm -hmm. and you have Monsanto like fighting back being like, JMOs are fine. Like, you know, but people are becoming more savvy and then it's sort of like then shifting to the beauty industry where like everything's greenwashing. Uh Um, Like everything's natural but like you've really got to do your research and I feel like sort of the next natural progression from that is our clothing and like where our stuff is made. Yeah. Um,
1: And
0: for, uh, you know, I will reference this a million times. Like if you really want a great sort of like uh tell all, if you will, into the fashion industry is watch a documentary called The True Cost. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Shout out. It's yeah. the true cost. It is so eye opening. Yeah. So that's a that's a great that's a great one to watch. I if love you, it
1: because it profiles several people. Yes. Um within the industry that have different jobs and it follows their life. Yes. And um yeah, you get to step into their shoes yeah. and um really kind of just see that the impact. And the sad part to that is our dollars um, can have a negative impact. But the flip side of that story is, man, think about how powerful we are. I always tell, you know, when they check out with us and they're like, oh, I want to buy so much more. I'm just going to get this necklace for my friend. I'm like, I'm so pumped because tonight I get to place an order for another one of these necklaces. And I know this yes. is about four hours of work for, you know, yeah. one of our women that we partner with in Guatemala. So it's so powerful.
0: Yeah. So, I love yeah, it. The
1: positive flip to that.
0: I yeah. love it. I yeah. love it. Now, so the Flourish Market for, again, we we talked about this a little bit earlier, but so the Flourish Market is a ethical fashion truck here in the Raleigh Durham yeah. area. So you we can roll
1: into your driveway. Yeah. Roll into the, roll We in. come right to, roll to, 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 roll to, your, to your home. Roll in. To your work anywhere the truck can lurk that's that's where we go so <laughs> Um, that's us. I like you said lurk. Lurk. I feel like that's kind of me. I'm that's kind cool. of
0: you like a lurker. Yeah, I'm kind yeah, of a lurker. So. Yeah,
1: sometimes I'm that's cool. hug too long sometimes. But yeah, so we're a fashion track, Yeah. but we're also <laughs> online. Online. We ship out, gosh, almost every day. Um yeah. so we love shout out to our online customers. Yeah. and you can use the code STOLBIAMOL. Yep. I wanted to make sure to mention that okay, guys, this is gold. Gold. Guard it with your life. Write it down. Still being ready. Molly. All one word. <laughs> Free shipping. Free shipping. We never, I'm going to tell you guys right now, we don't offer free shipping. So write it down, share it with a friend. Still being Molly. Use that at checkout and the shipping is knocked off and you will have a happy mail day coming to you soon. I know. Seriously. So
0: happy. Now.
1: Oh gosh. Do you
0: have any exciting news?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, always. I like, you know. I'm I always. feel like your life
0: is one giant <laughs> ball of excitement. Like ball every time I talk way. to you, you're like, I have something major. And then you tell me like. you am actually you're like, super I'm dramatic. La- I'm launching a fashion truck. Like I remember that. Like I was like, what's new? And like last summer.
1: And you're like, I'm all, I'm going to start a fashion truck. I was like, I'm sorry. What? I think that's what I you yeah. threw up like in the parking lot oh, because yeah. you are like pregnant with pregnant. Amos yeah. and trying not to tell anyone. And I like knew but didn't want to yeah. say it to your face. So I was like, "You don't look okay." Do you? And yeah. and then you were like, "So wasn't it with you?" And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just doing this truck thing." Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> so, yeah, so but we news. actually do have exciting news. Okay, what is it? Um, and because I don't know what it is, I know I'm like on the edge to share not, but Ooh. I'm totally gonna share in hopes that it comes through by the time that this this podcast goes live. But um. We are dun, dun, dun. Uh, We're opening a brick and mortar store. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> so, OK. Molly legit i sorry if know. I just like, no, if, y'all, cool. if I
0: just like deafened <laughs> you if you're sitting at your desk or like running on the treadmill so. and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was so
1: loud. So I'm really sorry. We're in the middle of lease negotiations right now. So it totally hasn't even happened, which is hilarious. I'm sharing that it's totally going to happen. And yeah, you're um, gonna, you have to
0: speak life into it.
1: Absolutely. And if it doesn't, which it, it is, but they'll just be funny to laugh when this episode comes out. and we'll be like, J slash K. But I'm feeling really good about it. So hopefully we'll be signing a lease next week that's amazing um, and I can't say where but I, I will have, say downtown Raleigh yeah. and it's gonna be awesome and here's what that means even if you're not in the Raleigh Durham area we'll probably be able to ship every day we're gonna have a ton more oh, inventory amazing and we have already brought on some additional artisan groups that literally will blow your mind and um we need the uh, applause emoji yeah, or not applause emoji applause sound applause effect emoji. again and then um next year we're hoping yeah the Flourish Market could be coming to your city, too. I like it. So lots of things. See, that so wasn't like exciting. a faux set. That wasn't like a fake dramatic, like, we have exciting news. Like, I found that I love Cajun shrimp nail polish, and I love it. And I needed to tell you. That was, like, real exciting news. Yeah. Like, for sure, exciting news. OK.
0: Like, really exciting
1: news. So it's huge. Yeah.
0: Now, so <laughs> uh, to kind of wrap up, because um, I could talk to you all day. I oh, was done. That's so I know. Sad. Okay, I know. that's cool. I'll I come back. Um, yeah, you
1: should. I invited we- myself back awkwardly to your podcast. But.
0: I like it. <laughs> I think we should do that. Um, I like to sort of talk. Uh, well, yeah, I, I would love for people to know something other than the fact that you wanted to be. Uh, Britney Spears backup dancer
1: yeah, that was a huge um yeah okay not just wanted to be it was like, like an it embarrassing was, like it's, it's confession not embarrassing. It's okay cool. okay
0: <laughs> so what is something that like fires you up Ooh, on a daily gosh. basis and it and it can be something work related um it can be something I mean I I always like to you know what is something that you enjoy that maybe people
1: don't necessarily know know about me um gosh that's such a good question I have so many things I can share but people I feel would judge me for being so strange um (laughs) no never I will gosh maybe something people don't know hmm you know what i just have one thing in my mind right now that's my dog and so I love it Jivvy so Jivvy is is the chief happiness officer for the flourish market but here like here's why I want to mention it because I just love her so much I was so afraid to adopt a shelter dog because um and we've had Jivvy we just celebrated her Five or six ish birthday. I like We've it. had her for three years. I was so afraid to adopt a shelter dog because, you know, they have things that come along with them. Yeah. So I'd heard, and she's just a gym. And so here's something people don't know. Um, normally, every morning I am. Um, Jibby sleeps right beside me with her head pretty much on my neck at all times. And I usually take a morning selfie with her. Um, she's my best girl. And a lot of times I get networked done <laughs> because she's so cute. I mean, after three years of having her, I don't know how she's still so freaking cute to me and my husband. <laughs> but, like, she'll, like, sit by my computer as I'm editing photos or while I'm on Google Hangout calls with Guatemala. And she'll just kind of look at me. And I'm always like... What's going through that head of yours? She's so awesome. basically, the admission here is I'm an overly obsessed dog mom. Hey, it's cool. And I talk to my dog, like she's my BFF, like all day, every day. So if you're ever thinking, uh, you know, when you get your shipment, know why I was packing it. I was probably talking to Jivy. Cool. She, her hair might be in the package too because she probably was helping me pack it. That's but cool. yeah, I feel like I don't have anything better than that. I mean, what's I better than my dog oh. and my husband? My I husband like- too. Come I know you're He's like great. Chris. He's great. Worry about He's the Chris. best. He
0: is awesome. <laughs> Chris is Chris is great. Um, so how can people find you again? We've we mentioned theflourishmarket.com, but how hello. can people connect with you?
1: Okay, we totally love it when people stalk us on social media and say hello. Like that's kind of my fave thing until yeah. we can meet in person one day. Um so yeah, theflourishmarket.com that yes. has our links to Instagram and Facebook. I'm gonna tell you right now, we throw down that party three times a day on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I'm just getting into the Insta story. I just did one about this podcast actually this morning follow us there it'll soon and we'll soon announce oh yeah sign up for our email list because that's the jam we like announce yeah we announce things on there before email besties email besties sign up there and um yeah hopefully soon be able to share the location of our New store I'm so excited for you Oh I thanks I think it's Smalls. gonna be
0: great Well thank you so much Em From the Flourish Market For joining uh, me On my podcast today Thanks for
1: listening You literally have the best try. We get so many Like people f- To our site From your site You're the best How, how awesome is Molly Y'all Just throw up no. Throw up the praise and floor right no. now Thank you for having me Honestly And thanks oh, for listening pleasure. You guys Yeah
0: thank so you guys much. So much for tuning in To the Business with Purpose Podcast Please share with your friends If you love this podcast Subscribe to us on iTunes You know just share the love because that's that's how we get the the word out there and we just appreciate our listeners so much so again thank you guys so much and I have to give a shout out to my Uh, I like to call him my executive producer (laughs) but my my husband John Stillman so he's my executive producer you know (laughs) (laughs) sorry that's I really didn't mean it to sound like that but as I was saying it I was just like he did come in earlier and save the day for saving a file so that was good he does save the day um, all the time so anyway thank you guys again so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys next time on the Business with Purpose podcast and have a fabulous day